Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. That's it? You think we have a script for that, like that you're reading from a script, but we just just wrote memorization. We just said it so many times. That's it. (laughs) We are here. It's Monday recording, and uh, it's a good Monday. Yeah, it's like 60 degrees outside. It's nice out there. Mm -hmm. For, for like February. Oh, by the way, welcome to February. I know, it's February 1st. I know, the shortest month of the year, but it yeah. kind of feels like the longest sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. It's good. It's uh, Black History Month this true. month. Yeah. Uh, look for a little segment in our Eastlake Weekly with some tips and tricks for some places to find uh, some cool stuff to watch or experience or listen to or read or whatever this month. Cool. Lauren's putting some of those together for our Wear Love stuff. Uh, how was your weekend? I mean, not too bad. I watched a movie on Saturday. That was really cool. It's called The Dig. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's about um, like England right before World War II. And there was this woman who had a property and had these like mounds on it. And so she gets this guy to come. Graves, probably. Yeah. They're like ancient graves, right? Yep. Um, I was and- joking, but I'm glad I'm No, serious. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's great. Keep going. <laughs> but they're like huge. They're not like yeah. little. Right. Giants. Um, Graves are for uh-huh. giants. And well, no, because they like find a boat in there. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. The um, ark. It was Noah's ark, wasn't it? We <laughs> oh were my off. Gosh, you're so, did we you watch it? Yeah, I totally watched it. <laughs> no, but it's like it was like the first um like Saxon. Um, like societal find in archaeological history in England. Wow. Um, and they found like actual treasure and it was like a burial boat. And anyway, it was a big deal. So Crazy. It was a good movie. It was like really well done and well acted. So wait, a documentary or movie? It was a movie. Movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was based on real based stuff. Based on real stuff. Okay. And the like uh, excavator uh, guy, he's not like an actual archaeologist, but the excavator guy who found it all, his name is Basil. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a little bit I sad. I think he also was in, uh, <laughs> what's the, what's the animated movie with the mice? Oh my Lord. <laughs> Basil of Bakers. <laughs> no, American Tale. Uh, what's oh, the other one? Is there like an excavator in American Tale? No, that, I don't know. Oh, I'm okay. just saying there was a, I think there was a rat or a mouse. Named Basil. Named Basil. Sure. Ba- yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Anyways. Um, it's a little bit sad, but it was really good. Any actors that we would know? Um, yeah. Lily James. Who's, okay. uh, she's one of the. She's not like the main female lead. She's kind of like the supporting female uh, character. And then oh, I can't remember Carrie Mulligan. Okay, don't know. Anyway, I recognize the main, the woman that plays the like female lead. But okay, and then um, oh, what's his name? Um, shoot, the guy that plays Basil. I can't remember his name now. The actor. Um, but he's real. He's pretty famous. I feel like you would recognize him. Mickey the Mouse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, so describe the the like the context for watching this movie is this a date night is this a (laughs) date night i don't know i'm asking the question (laughs) is this a popcorn like or is this a be focused with the lights off that kind of thing oh okay like if someone else is gonna watch it yeah not you i'm Um, just saying like (laughs) i'm just saying who who, is somebody listening here there's a target audience Um, who's it for well i mean if you generally like historical kinds of movies you'll probably enjoy it okay um I don't know. Like you, you probably want to focus a little bit, but it's kind of a quiet movie, so maybe not when you're sleepy. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
And is it new? Like it was supposed to be in theaters, but then they I don't can't think, do it. I'm not sure it was supposed to be in theaters. I think it's a Netflix original. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But it is new. Um, I think Which actually, weekend, those but... can be seriously good quality too. Yeah. Like you think, oh yeah, that one didn't quite make it. But <laughs> some of the best ones are, are uh, you know, Netflix uh, trying to yeah. make something happen there. So, cool. um, But yeah, it was good. It's definitely a little bit sad though. So be ready for that. Mm. I teared up for sure. Yeah. So. I played Axis and Allies over the weekend, That's... which is a board game. <laughs> And it started at 5 p.m. and we had to call it quits at midnight and on Saturday night. So if I was a little tired and also speaking a little bit of Russian and German, uh, actually, I was I was the UK. So um, uh, we did good, too. We got India and held off very strong and uh, were able to bomb the Germans towards the end and take all their money. OMG, Brent. Uh, and You're it was great. big nerd. Oh, I here's how big of a nerd I was. I haven't played that. I have. I own that game. Yeah. I haven't. Touched that game in my closet for 20 years. <laughs> 20 years minimum. That, mm-hmm. I'm 37. That would make me 17. Probably more like 23 years. I think I was 14, <laughs> 15, something like that. It's been in my closet. Like every two or three years, Kylie goes through this like cleaning rampage. Mm-hmm. We're cleaning out these closets. This is going. And I'm like, you're not throwing away access and allies. That's like <laughs> a childhood. Like I, I just, <laughs> we're not throwing that away. At one point, that was like a $50 game. Like, 27 years ago. You know what I mean? Like that'd be, I don't know what the equivalent is now. $500, something like that. It'd be a lot. There's so many little pieces. It's nostalgic. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's the problem with the game is that you literally have to have a place. We would have, when I was growing up, we would have um, a friend, a buddy's house, like had like this garage. He like stayed in the garage, like that was detached from the house. Mm-hmm. And so we would put this game up and we would drink a ton of Mountain Dew and we'd stay up way too late <laughs> listening to Eve six. And we would, play this game and then leave the board out until the following yeah. weekend mm-hmm. because you had to. Um, and, uh, so it was like, Oh man. So, uh, Brian McDowell, who's a big gamer like that. And so I, I hadn't played in so long to, to, he's the one that set up the game up anyway, this weekend. I hadn't played it in so long. I had to Google and YouTube. <laughs> this is how much of an internet I am, how to play. And I watched like a 30 minute video on how to play this board game to be like, oh yeah. So you, plus you the roll like the dice. Five hundred plus, hours. Plus that the you hours. Played, oh, you it was also spent awful. thirty minutes. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Ralph Fiennes is the Oh actor. yeah, he's great. Yeah. He is in an in, uh, Enemy at the Gates, one of my favorite movies okay. ever. With yeah, Ed is. Harris uh-huh. and Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that gets shot in the head. It's great. <laughs> He like sacrificed it anyways. I'm giving away the movie, but it's yeah. No, he's awesome. Yeah. So he's he's um, also in Harry Potter, true? I believe so, yes. Lord, is he Voldemort? I think he is Voldemort. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one, but I've heard that he's I don't know. I'm not as into the movies as I am the books, so I'm not good up for on you. my movie trivia. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So that kind of takes care of our weekends, <laughs> catches us up for there. Um <laughs> trying to think of anything time. else. <laughs> No, I didn't do anything else this I weekend. Don't, I don't think I did. Either. Oh, I know what I did. I scooped poop in our backyard um, for our dogs. Mm-hmm. We have two dogs. They're tiny. Um, they are tiny. My cats are. One of well, my cats one of them's is not. I wouldn't classify as tiny. She's <laughs> she uh, like pops through the, the dog. It's like a dog gate that goes into the backyard, and she's more like, and then she's out through. That's how it works. She doesn't crawl through. She shoots through so that. And it, she's touching on all four sides as she goes through. She And she, apparently she poops a lot. There was, Megan, there was so much poop. I have not done it in maybe two months. Issue. That is the issue. <laughs> I would stand in one spot and then just do like a 360 circle with the shovel. And I'd have 
everywhere around me. I could find one. And um, and I found out that they have an affinity. I think both of them, because I can't tell. I think they both have an affinity for um, earplugs. Oh, um, those uh-huh. little foam earplugs. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. They're all colored brown. <laughs> I don't know what they were going in, but they're all brown now. My wife sleeps with them because occasionally she snores and it's like it wakes herself up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she's dying right now. She's on a walk listening to this. You snore. Screaming. <laughs> screaming profanities at anybody that will hear. Um, and I, she must buy them by like hundred packs because she never runs out. And I seriously picked up 50 in the yard yesterday. So to get her back, I just washed a couple of them. No, you didn't. Washed a few up, cleaned them all up, stuck them right back in the package. Gross. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. That's funny. I should though. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that was, that was pretty much how I spent all of my Sunday. I had, I, I think I went through two podcasts going out there doing this thing. Awful, awful. I feel um, like you need to make that a more regular chore. Uh, well, no. Or pass it off to one of your kids. Uh, that's what we talked about. Yeah. La- like this morning or last night, I told her that I did it and I was like, go look in the garage, go look at the size of that bag. And she's like, we need to have, we need to have Grayson or Jovi or somebody. We have three kids. Yeah. Like this is free labor. One of them needs to start doing some stuff around here. Uh, Um, Have I told you my brother-in-law and sister call them contributions? No, you're going to, yeah, not chores, but contributions. It's your contribution to our household. Oh, that's brilliant. I like it. Mm -hmm. Did you have chores? Excuse me. Did you have contributions? (laughs) Well, yeah, we called them chores. Yeah, we did too. Um, What were, so for a while I did my own laundry. Because okay. um, we lived down in a base and we didn't have to pay for water. So my parent, mom was like, I, I'm out. Do your own laundry. Yeah. Um, she obviously helped me because I was in elementary school. Um, mowing the lawn okay. was one. Um, we didn't have a you had, You had an older sister? I have an older brother and an older sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my brother is seven years older than me. And, my and so sister. neither of them had the mowing the lawn. You had no, it. No, we all did it. Oh, we you all, rotated it through. Yeah. And so okay. when all of us, I mean... But we didn't start until we were 10. That was like the age that you started mowing the lawn. I was okay. 10. Um, so before that, I would go out with like the hedge clippers and clip all the like around the trees and curbing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so when multiple of us were old enough to mow the lawn, my dad would split it up into sections. And so we would have sections that we were responsible oh, for. Um, <laughs> the neighbors hated that. Hated that. Are you kidding me? I don't even know them and they hated that. Sure they did, but that's how it worked. Um, but for most of the time, it was like, so my brother, because we're so far apart. Yeah. Like, my brother was gone in college by the time I was 10. So, um, like, it was, there was. So it was basically of, you and your sister yeah. doing these chores, mm-hmm. right? Well, my brother did them. And what is the right age to start doing I mean, contributions I think it depends chores? on the chore, on the contribution. I, know, but like, I mean, my nephew, Noah, he's turned, he's the same age as the twins, and kay. he started Taking the compost out to the compost bin. Yeah, when he was like theoretically, four or five. a couple of them have chores. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, <laughs> they never do them, but they they have them. If you ask Grayson yeah. who feeds the dogs, he says that he does. <laughs> he does not feed the dogs. I feed the dogs <laughs> almost every day. Kylie would be second in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayson would be maybe third, <laughs> or like I don't know. My parents when they come over would be maybe third, and he'd be fourth. I have no idea. <laughs> It's bad. It's so bad. Um, I, I grew up like dusting. Some sort of like chore chart. I was in charge of dusting situation. at my parents' house. Yeah. And uh, vacuuming. 
I think the basement. I think my sister had the upstairs and I had the basement. And that those were our chores. Yeah. I mean, we were also responsible for like our rooms, but that was yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's monitored different. Right. super that's closely. Your own stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We didn't have like consistent chores. Area. But like if we were, if things were being cleaned or whatever, I was like, okay, do this, please, now. So I don't know. Yeah. We weren't, didn't have that many chores, honestly. Contributions. We were kind of spoiled in that way. My kids are going to hate this podcast because I just learned a new <laughs> word for them. Yeah. But I love it. Contributions. It's such a like, and my sister and brother in law, like Noah's allowance is not tied to his contributions. He contributes to the household because he's part of the household. Right. And he gets allowance to learn like monetary, like fiscal responsibility and those kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think so they have some other consequences. Universal basic income is what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> she just strikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for them it's like those aren't necessarily tied to each other. Like you contribute to the house because you're part of the house and right. That's I understand. Like it's a catch twenty two because you yeah. you pay them to do the work, and then they think that every time they do something, you owe them something. Uh, you give them free things and don't have any consequences for not doing the contributions. I think there are consequences for not doing the contributions. Yeah. I think he loses screen time, or um, there, there's other privileges that don't happen when he doesn't make his contributions. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I don't think there are. I don't think the contributions are consequence free. Okay, all right. So, but it's I don't know that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> We uh mm. we did week two of a series on we Sunday, did. Uh, a series called Nudge, and uh, we're looking at all of the different ways that w- in which we can set ourselves up to uh, nudge ourselves to make better decisions, healthier decisions, whether it's what we eat and wh- what we watch on TV, what we do with our lives and our money or whatever, or um you know good uh, good parents will nudge their kids through calling them contributions. <laughs> Um, good businesses will nudge their employees to make right decisions that benefit the bottom line of the company. A good governments will nudge their, uh, people to make decisions that, uh, live, you know, operate in a level of civility so that we can live next to each other and not kill each other and all that stuff. So nudges are ever present. They're even present as we look at the story of the life of Jesus, him nudging his disciples in multiple and not, not only his disciples, but just anybody who would listen. He just had this kind of pattern and nudging people of Simon, the Pharisee in week one, uh, and then his disciples in this one, we talked about the nudge, the nudging of herd, uh, not, not immunity, herd conformity. <laughs> Um, in what, you know, we are very inclined to operate in, in a pattern of what has gone before us, what we see done. I use the illustration of, you know, if you were in a room with a hundred people and asked to identify a cat or a dog on the screen, if it was just you, you'd probably get it right. hundred percent of the time. If you had to write it down, you'd still get it right. As soon as you hear 99 people in front of you go cat and you say that is a cat that looks like a dog. Uh, then <laughs> that's an actual psychological or sociological experiment. Yeah. So, uh, and I, it's funny to read it and be like, that's not me. I would never do that. I know, but, and yet you, we do, we do. Yeah. And we are inclined by the crowd. I tried to drag in this analogy or talk about the stock explosion this last week in involving, uh, the GameStop thing or AMC or whatever stocks that were kind of staying relevant. Yeah, trying to. Well, it was a big deal. Were you, were you keep were you following this? I mean, like, do you know the basic premise of a yeah, short stock squeeze? What they're trying really, to do? No. Um, I don't want to go into it on this because it's not a financial podcast. But they're trying to screw some hedge fund managers. I got that part. Who are betting on the fact that this would drop I got that in price? Part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to borrow stocks and sell them now, and then offer to pay give you stocks back at some future date, thinking that they'll be able to buy them cheaper. So they're paying mm-hmm. for the right to do that. And then these retail investors just jumped on. I read today that Robinhood, who got criticized for choosing not to 
um, be able to buy more of these on, they shut it down on Friday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, but they had some like legal compliance issues. It really wasn't their call. They were being, um, pressed from, I think the people buying on margin going, Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a lot of, you cater to new investors who typically don't exactly know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. who just saw on Twitter, you know, buy it. It's going to the moon. Let's screw these guys. And they're doing it on margin and they don't understand that you have to pay that back at some point. Mm-hmm. Like there's no guarantee. In fact, there's uh, more of a guarantee that it's not going to be a $400 stock two weeks from now than it mm-hmm. is right now. And so they're like uh, calling things back and making these things up. But they added um, a million users, a million, they had a million downloads on the app store wow. from Wednesday to Friday. That's crazy. Which resulted in an influx of $3.4 billion dollars in their management sort of thing and sort of under there, which is, those are gargantuan numbers for as much flack as they got. There's literally uh, like a hashtag uh, going around of, you know, uh, hashtag Robin hood socks or Robin hood. I don't know, something like that. Um, that is like trying to be like, we're moving our, our base. We're moving out of this. We're going to a different one that won't shut us down. And I'm sure Robin Hood's going, that's fine. We just got a million new users yeah. and three, three bill. We, we have enough problems of our own right now yeah. to kind of figure some things out. We're good. Um, it's funny cause I had a couple of people, um, afterwards text me and go, I bought some, did you, did you really buy some or yeah. all that kind of stuff? It's funny to see who's in on this people that I don't think I would would be, I mean, not that they're, I don't think that they're investors, but, um, yeah, just, they got other things going on in life and, and they, they wanted to kind of play, throw, throw 300 bucks to the wind. And if it turns into 50, who cares if it throws, <laughs> goes into a thousand, you can tell your kids I was a part of this stock that tripled yeah. overnight, you know, or something like, something like that. So, um, anyways, mm. it's kind of a, it's an interesting side piece. And I felt like, um, I knew I was going in this direction on like Monday or Tuesday of last week. And then to watch all of this play out on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it just felt like it was a softball being set up to be able to kind of, I got, I got to take it. I got to go in this direction. Yeah. The crowd crowdfunding piece of it. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been caught up in a, uh, a crowd kind of, I mean, yeah, I can't think of like a specific time, but yes. You ever bought anything and like uh, later on you go, that was dumb. I just bought that because everybody's buying it. It's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I'm sure I have, yeah. but I don't know. I'm fairly influenceable. I should have <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you are? I mean, I, yes and no. I like don't about think certain of that things. of you at all. Really? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I feel like you do your own thing, and you're like, oh, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's great. But I'm. I'm I think good. I just. I think I have enough like um, pauses. Like I've developed enough pauses in my like thought process in terms of like, am I going to actually do this or not? that it looks like I'm really methodical and I just do my own thing. But like, it takes a lot of mental energy for me to not just go with everybody else. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody sent me a picture of, um, high school yearbook this week. Oh man. In which my hair was parted down the middle, uh, <laughs> along with my best friend and another one of my good friends. And all three of us have the exact same haircuts at the exact same time. And I thought to myself, I'm uh, that uh, I'm definitely a product of herd conformity. There's no question. Like that's it. That's if in case I thought I was above that or yeah. better than that. Here's a very embarrassing reminder that definitely you are not. So that's the best. Yeah, it's the best. 
Uh, good. Yeah. What What's some things that um, you wrote down? I think the thing that kind of stood out to me was because, um, you know, Jesus says this kind of radical thing and all of his, not his like closest 12, but a lot of his other disciples decide they're not into that anymore. Um, he talks about being the bread of life and um, being the son of God and all these things. And they're like, oh, no, this, you're saying weird things. This is probably going to go downhill, right? So they're at, they peace out, right? Um, and Jesus looks at his disciples and says, are you guys going to go too? And for me, I was like, are you like, are you in or are you out? Like, that's what he's asking us and asking them. And like, this isn't going to be easy. There are going to be hard things that I say and ask you to do and ways to behave. And you're going to have to still stand with me. Are you in or are you out? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of the part that stood with me the most. And I think all of us have a moment in our faith and probably multiple moments in our faith when things don't go the way we thought or um, life isn't just wonderful. Like there's heartache and, you know, sin and chaos and all these things. And, you know, God is continually asking us, are you in, or are you out? What do you think of that being the solitary conversation that Jesus had, intimate private conversation that Jesus had with his disciples? I mean, I know he does that more because you're, you know, you listen going, yeah, he does. He's talking about all the time. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all have that. But mm -hmm. John, and then why, why would John not include more of those things? Is he trying to downplay the special access that he had with the, with Jesus that maybe his other fellow disciples who, by the way, had probably already died at this mm -hmm. point for as a martyr for their faith. John, um, in church history was one who lived, uh, until the very end, probably died of natural causes at a very old age. But for the most part, many of those disciples died under persecution of mm -hmm. Roman emperors who just kind of were sick and tired of Christianity gaining popularity in spite of theirs, their religion and their government, not, or, or staying stable or whatever. And so, um, John is, uh, is unique in that way. He probably could have said anything. There's probably no other disciple there to kind of, uh, deny any uh, of this or, or provide a counter argument to it. And yet he kind of talks in this very, almost, I think it's, I think it's a sign of like a humbleness, like a humility of not like, if you were one of the three that got like special access to Jesus, I would think I would play that prominently. Like, Hey, uh, I know that they all wrote these things, but like, Nobody was more qualified to talk about Jesus than me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be I'll be the guy that you go to first and then kind of. Uh, no, but didn't John it. really write his gospel to highlight things that weren't highlighted? Yeah, absolutely. Like the missing parts. Yeah. And, the, and so I feel like he chose things out of like, this is important. Pay attention. Yeah. Like if this is the if this is the one conversation that I'm going to talk about that Jesus had with us. Like what, if I only want to, like, if I really want to highlight the most important conversation Jesus had with us, what was that? Right. Yeah. If that's his thought process, which I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not John. Yeah. Um, but if that's the thought process, like the most important conversation is, are you in or are you out? Yeah. It's going to be tough. You're not going to like it. Are you in or are you out? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's not going to be any sort of economic advantage mm -hmm. for it. Um, I've talked about, you know, I talked in there about how many of them had followed as soon as he multiplied the bread or did that and whatever, mm -hmm. however that miracle played out, they're like, Oh man, we see an economic advantage for yeah. following you. And then he goes into this, like, if you're expecting that I've got news for you, the bread of life is going to be enough. That's, that's, that's what I'm offering to you. Not this other bread factory sort of Messiah figure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyways, I think that that's a, a big deal. Um, 
And the, the communion piece on there is definitely weird and awkward and <laughs> difficult because communion, I think, is weird enough for somebody who isn't familiar with church to mm-hmm. be like, depending on how the church sort of does it, right? Yeah. So if it's like a well, like Catholic churches shared goblet, and you're like, oh, that's not well, happening. Also, in the Catholic tradition, they like actually believe, yeah. That the bread becomes right. That's called transubstantiation, yeah. and after the blessing of the priest, that actually becomes the physical br- yeah. body of Jesus and mm-hmm. blood of Jesus. And there's like some contra- obviously some controversy yeah. of that of being like, what? So what made his prayer so special? And <laughs> basically, it was control, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't do this at home because um your your bread and mm-hmm. juice or wine or whatever isn't blessed in the way that ours is blessed. So you have to come here. We have yeah. a monopoly mm-hmm. on this thing that is one of the two sacraments of the church, right? Um which also then brings into a piece of it for even today like I know there's been talk in our current situation we're not Well really my parents have been taking communion at home. At home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With triscuits. <laughs> yeah. And and part of it for me is like, can you do communion at home? And I think considering I'm, I'm not like I don't want to be like a hard stickler on it. And I would say, yeah, I I think that you can. I also do think there is a community element to it. Yeah, I mean, they do it while they're watching. Yeah, in their live stream church or whatever, right, but yeah. right. And so, considering the circumstances, I think it works. But you know, I I still think it's supplemental for the day someday hopefully soon whatever (laughs) where you get to do it where we get to serve one Mm -hmm. another like that's one of the beautiful parts about communion is we we don't have it on tables we have people serving it to other people because i think that that is both more efficient but also more importantly like more symbolic of what this actually is Mm -hmm. supposed to be it's a you know equality of stations it's a it's not like certain groups go here and certain economic groups or socioeconomic groups go here based on the color of your skin, you go here, here, whatever. It's all, it's a free for all. It's an all skate in that way. And, um, so I just think that there's so much statements to that. That is so, I really have missed. I felt, I felt awkward talking about and highlighting communion and baptism, Mm -hmm. knowing that we haven't done either of those in (laughs) like like several months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then you go, I know, you know, part of it's, yeah, but the pandemic and you go, yeah. And that it is, I get it. That's why we haven't, but it does make you kind of long. I like, I definitely after that was like, oh man, we need to get communion again. Something, I don't know mm-hmm. how, but you got to figure out something. <laughs> and I know, you, I know you can do like the individual cups and wave, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Just like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. That was the emotion that I was going through. I also thought that one of the pieces that I thought was good, and I don't think I did a good job explaining it in, in Sunday, and I don't. That's fine because it wasn't all that relevant. But the idea of um, redactory material within the Gospels, mm-hmm. um, which basically means, do we think that John, that everything that we read about in the Book of John was actually written by John? Or were things added or removed later? And there's so much theology behind, or I would even say it's theology. Mm-hmm. It's it's critical theology. It's literary criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, higher criticism. Blah blah blah. Um, about what made what made it into the version of the Bible that you have. And there's talks about how some of those that language 
about communion that we looked at in John chapter six towards the end there was added later on to justify communion that probably John had, had did not have in his original gospel. Now, I don't think it changes the overall ending mm-hmm. of people walking away from faith. I think that him by himself talking and equating himself to the bread of life and doing all, the, all of that language was probably polarizing enough mm-hmm. to justify this. And yeah, I probably would lean towards a later edition of communion into that. Cause I think that that was post Jesus with his disciples at the last supper. I mean, before that, that wouldn't have been associated with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a creation then. And so they're transposing their experiences now into something, reading it back into then to justify it. And if I remember correctly, I don't think that there's a Last Supper in the in John's version of this story. I, I think that there's not. So maybe this was their, his way of being like, this is a big piece that's missing. Mm-hmm. And so I got to add it in somewhere. Let me add it in here. But I don't think that it changes. I don't think that it's all that important. It's, it's interesting, and which is why we bring it up because I don't know if you know this, but the name of the podcast is Say Something Interesting. <laughs> uh, but... Is it essential? And I don't think it's essential. I still think the result is the same. People mm-hmm. walked away and Jesus still had, I think he genuinely did have, and John remembered him having this conversation with them Yeah, of going, what about you? Um, is this something that influences your decision? And uh, you got a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, that was it. All right. Let's jump into our Say Something yeah. Interestings. Uh, you opened, which means I go first. Yep. Uh, we found a new show this week that Ooh. we are loving. It's a new family show. Okay. And it's on ABC. So, you know, accessible for free over the air and or Hulu or go to the ABC app or something like mm-hmm. that. It's called The Hustler. Now, be careful when you type that in. Don't just type in <laughs> Hustler and Google search. Um, <laughs> well, there's a to... movie called Hustler. Yeah. There? Yeah. I don't know that that's even safe for <laughs> kids either. No, I don't think yeah, so. so. But this mm-hmm. is called The Hustler. It's on ABC. I don't okay. even know what night of the week it is. Honestly, it's the first season. There's, I think, four or five episodes. We've only watched a couple. Uh, but it's a game show where there's five people involved. One of them is the hustler. Mm-hmm. It's a, they are lying to try and deceive all of the other people. It's another one of those lying games. Whenever uh-huh. you come and play games at my house, yeah. just so you know, Megan, really likes lying. These games. are lying. And I know that about Aubrey Pitzer hates them. She's I, always like, can we play a game? Either, it's not so. a lying game. And I'm like, no, we can't. That's, this is the game that we play. Um, trying to k- teach my kids. We watch survivor and now the hustler and both of them are lying games. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's five people and, uh, there's questions that are asked to the entire group and the hustler knows the answer to all of these questions because they're typically about their lives. So mm-hmm. this person owns chickens. What does it take to raise a chicken? How many, you know, below mm-hmm. what age are they? And the hustler's trying to get the group to say the right answer with, because there's more money added to the Got pot it. if they mm-hmm. get the right answer. But you also don't want to give away that you know all the answers because guess what? That means you're probably the hustler, right? Got so it. you're playing yeah. it dumb. Mm-hmm. You're letting other people kind of take the lead, you know, steering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you as the audience watching from home do not know who the hustler is so you're playing the game trying trying to figure figure it out out. and the best part is it's hosted uh by a guy named craig ferguson who used to do late night he's um irish yeah mm -hmm. yeah he's fantastic way smart he's funny all that kind of stuff he also does not know who the hustler is as the host it's super good component Uh the the setting the set looks great Mm -hmm. their their graphics and all that stuff everything is awesome and it's i think it's a maybe an hour show might might be a half hour i don't Mm -hmm. even know 
Uh, but the kids were so <laughs> locked in and loaded and you're asking them at every commercial break, yeah. all right, who do you think it is mm-hmm. now? Who do you think it is now? Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, the hustler gets to eliminate a couple of people along the way. Ooh. So it gets down to three. And then if the two non hustlers can identify the hustler, they split the money at the end. Oh. If they get it wrong and the hustler survives, then the hustler gets all of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. I really enjoy it. So check it out. All right. All what right. do you got? Um, I have a, what do I have? I have a fun fact about macadamia nuts. I love macadamia nuts. I actually knew that. Yeah. Those are my favorite cookies. Like macadamia nut white chocolate. It's oh. like macadamia nuts on cookies. Well, I know, but like that they're in cookies that are, are super great. So, um, the like biggest producer of macadamia nuts that I think most of us know work worldwide is Hawaii. Yep. They produce 70% of the world's macadamia varieties. And they recently did a DNA samples from those trees. And they found that most of Hawaii's macadamia nut trees are come from a single like tree in um, Queensland, Australia in Gympie. Queensland, Australia. Wow. So in from a single 19th century tree in the tiny town of Gympie in Queensland, Australia. And the yeah. And so that was like the one tree that went to Hawaii. And now pretty much all of was the, like a perfect environment for it. And I took guess. Over. And like all of the macadamia nut trees in Hawaii are from this single tree. Do you like macadamia nuts? Yeah, I mean they're okay. I'm not a huge They're like super sweet. They're high in fat, but the good fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like in all the expensive trail mix. So if you yeah. buy expensive trail mix, they have, that's how you know. <laughs> I don't like, I think I might have a tree nut, like instant, like sensitivity, not oh, really? like allergy, but I, they like kind of make my stomach upset when I eat a lot of tree nuts. So. I would sacrifice that for <laughs> macadamia nuts, also cashews, but get out of here with almonds <laughs> and peanuts are garbage. Not even a real nut. Yeah. They're a legume. Yeah. Anyway, that's my fun fact. That's awesome. I, I dig it. I, uh, what was I going to say about macadamia nuts? No idea. They sell them at Costco in like big things. They're kind of expensive. but They're, they're really very good. expensive. Yeah. They come from Hawaii, so. Oh, Hawaii. <laughs> My parents are going there soon. Oh, wow. And I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm super, super jealous. All right. Uh, That'll do it uh, for today's episode yep. of Say Something Interesting. Today, or Sunday, excuse me, um, we finish off our nudge series. So with part three. Um, be sure to log in early. Megan and Kylie played a fantastic game this weekend. <laughs> he only said that because he created Just it. a real creative, <laughs> thought-provoking. We made up some. What was your favorite made-up product? Um, oh, my gosh. I don't remember. Mine was, I don't know how you did it because I had to walk away. Calorie-free gas X? That was the one. Calorie-free well, okay. gas X. What was your favorite slogan? <laughs> so what was someone said something about? When you got to go, but you don't want to pay for it? I love no, it. That's, that's great. That's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, I don't remember what they were. Some of them were pretty good. I, Kylie and I didn't have any good ones to that. Isn't GasX already calorie free? I have no idea. It That's might what, be. I was like, I don't think that has very many calories to be. No, I'm, with, I'm sure so. it doesn't, but it's it's funny. Like, I want to have something in, <laughs> with no penalty, right? That's great. Ex- no penalty, except for the, uh, except for the, the gaseous fumes. <laughs> That's it. That's the only penalty. Uh, I think it's funny. We also had, um, uh, two-sided or one-sided coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had replacement uh, innovative tubes. tubes. <laughs> uh, all of these marketing things, mar- products that need a new marketing slogan, um, which were super fun. So I don't know if the game will be this weekend. We'll figure it out, but mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. So 
the note to self is if you thought that was interesting, make sure to log in at 945 <laughs> bright and early and be a part of the chat for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in coming in person, uh, we've got a few spots on Sunday mornings available for you. If you go to eastlaketricities.com, you can RSVP with that or check your Eastlake Weekly uh, email and you can sign up uh, using that as well. Um, the only other announcement that I have is not this Sunday, but the following is our state of the church on Sunday morning, which is going to be an exciting kind of recap of, uh, what we did in 2020 and and why we made the decisions that we did and some announcements and I don't know, just a a bunch of cool stuff. I think, uh, the whole leadership team is going to be there and, uh, available for some Q and a about maybe future stuff. And you will want to make sure that that's there. We anticipate probably having a full crowd on that Sunday. So if you're really wanting to go, make sure to RSVP because we would hate to have to turn people away based on our room size. Um, and then, but also it's available online if, if that's just an easier option for Mm -hmm. you too. So I think that's it. Have a great day guys. Thanks. See ya.